You're listening to The Samitarium Podcast with Sam Langford. Yeah, as my intro told you, we are here. You are listening to The Samitarium Podcast and we are in episode two. I'm back. I must have done something right. Happy days. I'm going to start today's show by um, sending a lot of thank yous out because episode one was my first ever episode doing a podcast in general um i was nervous i was uh i was anxious i was uh, <laughs> very reluctant to do it at first but i did it and uh you know it's it seems to have gone down really well 70 80 plus listeners um within 24 hours you know in a small private group on facebook so that's a good start it's a good sign um and i'm back doing episode two so firstly everybody who commented messaged me liked liked my um my my post i really 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 appreciate it um it does mean a lot to me um all the amazing comments i got it's it's it's, it's overwhelming um and it and it's it's something i i, I love getting things like that it, it boosts my mood so so much when people send me such lovely nice things like that so honestly guys i i am so so um appreciative with all your comments um and yeah i'm gonna carry on i'm gonna carry on with these i'm enjoying it hopefully you guys are enjoying it as well um so a little bit today a little bit about today's episode um, I'm going to go into intrusive thoughts today, uh, which is something I suffer with very, very bad. Um, so I'm going to look at look at that a little bit. Um, I'm also going to play some music, which I've had authority from the artist, um, which is good. That will be a bit later on in the show. Um, oh, I've also got my first guest on today, uh, which is exciting. Um, so uh, a good friend of mine, Luke Tinsley, is going to be joining me a little bit later on uh, for a little interview. Um, he's going to tell him, tell everybody his story. Um, you know, I'm going to ask him a few questions, and he's going to uh, open up a little bit, which is fantastic. Um, so I'm going to go on to intrusive thoughts. Um, so I'm just going to read out a little something I found online. Uh, what intrusive thoughts are? Just in case there's anybody out there that doesn't know what they are, or you know, or maybe you suffered with them but didn't realise there was actually a name for this. Uh, so intrusive thoughts are unwanted thoughts, impulses, or mental images that often cause significant anxiety, stress, and impatience within an individual's ability to function. These thoughts may surround the fear of committing an act one considered to be harmful, violent, immoral, or sexually inappropriate, etc. Yeah, pretty bad stuff, really, when uh, when you think about it. Um, so with me, um, most of my intrusive thoughts come at night. Um, usually it's to, when when you're building up to the next day, um, yeah, everybody does it. You, you sit in bed and you, you know, you, your mind goes through what you're doing on the next, you know, the next day, um, planning what you're doing, how to do it and that sort of thing. And unfortunately, my my intrusive thoughts tell me horrible, horrible things. Um, I did mention on episode one that sometimes I, I, they're that bad. I, I don't like to talk about them because, you know, people think, well, why are you thinking that? Are you, are you okay? Well, no, I'm not okay because, um, you know, my mind's 
telling me these things and I, I don't want to think these things, but I can't help it. It, it, it just happens. Um, I don't mind giving some examples. Um, so if me and the family are going to go on a little walk, um, you know, to the cathedral area, something like that, um, I'll plan it in my head which way we're going to go. So we'll go straight up the uh, steep hill, you know, all that way. And then my mind goes to um, a situation where we're, we're stood at a crossing and, and the bus chair gets run over, you know? I know, I know. It's, it's horrible, absolutely horrible. And I see that. I, I see that image. I don't see everything, but I see it happening. And then I sit there and go, what, what the what the heck? Why, why have I just thought about that? Um, and it's worry. It's worry about the about the unknown. Or as again, as I mentioned on the last episode, it's um, complete and utter crap because it doesn't exist. It, yes, it could happen. Things can happen. I mean, let, I must say it, it can happen. But unfortunately, my brain goes to worst case scenario. So that you know that particular one happening is worst case scenario by far. I mean that's that's life changing sort of stuff, and sometimes I can't control that thought, um, which is horrible, which is heartbreaking, um, and it and it happens all the time. You know, you can get I can get into a car, um, and I'm thinking I, I hope we're not going to crash. Please don't say we're going to crash. I'm nervous all the way. Whatever journey we're doing, whether it's an hour to the coast, whether it's 10 minutes over to Morrison's or, you know, whether it's um, just up the road, it doesn't matter how how long a distance it is, it, it's still there. And I'm nervous all the way until we, that car stopped and we're at the destination. Um, same with aeroplanes, same with trains. Happens all the time. It's, it's one of those things. To control it, I'm currently going through therapy, as, as I've mentioned before. Um, we did a little bit about it yesterday. I actually had my second steps to change therapy session yesterday. We did do a little bit on it. Um, didn't go into a lot of detail, um, but we did kind of cover that area. And uh, and the therapist was saying that um, the, there's there's something called worry time, which is something I've got to try this week, uh, where you kind of give yourself some time to um, relax and forget the worries. Now, that is so much easier said than done because everybody has worries you know everybody has worries whether you're suffering with mental health problems or you're not we all worry it's it's part of life we're human beings but when when you do suffer with with mental health such as myself and 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 most of my listeners i i would say um you'll all know that the worry becomes that worse than it should be um so if you're worried about that you're going to be late home to not cook the tea, you'll you'll imagine something else like what if um, what if your partner's that um, angry, he leaves you or she leaves you. You know it sounds so stupid, but it is true uh, and it does happen. Uh, not that your families leave you because you didn't cook the tea, but um, it does happen that you know you, you think that bad. You think. I can't go home now because I, I I've not cooked the tea and and, and my partner's going to be so angry with me. What what if he just leaves and uh, you know I'm on my own? It's terrible and it keeps going and going. It can get worse than that. It can get worse than that. Um, in my experience, some of like I've said, some of mine that is horrible. Why have I thought that? I don't want to think things like that. Um, 
So the way I've dealt with it, only last night, um, I actually, normal routine, went to bed, and I laid there, and I thought, here they come. They're coming again. You bastards, you know. Here they come. I can't be doing with it. So I had an argument with them. Sounds funny, I know, I know. It's uh, it's so it's strange, but I did. I said, look, what are you fucking doing here? I don't want to talk to you. Just go away. God, if anyone recorded me doing that, I'd have been locked up. But sometimes you actually have to deal with it that way. You have to try and make a joke out of it. I'm interested in what you've got to think tonight, you know? I'm, I'm going to sleep. I'm tired. Leave me alone. Anyway, I do that, and I did that. And it, and it did work a little bit. I made myself laugh. A bit sad, but hopefully I've made some of you laugh too. But anyway, um, so I lay, I'm laying there, and, and I, thought, I thought, you know what, I'm going to put some music on, see if I can relax a bit of music. Um, not, my, not my usual heavy metal sort of stuff. I, th- I thought it was something, you know, relaxing. So I put a few slower songs on and, and just kind of laid there listening, listening to the music. And I did, I drifted off. Um, and okay, I woke up at half two this morning because the music was still playing and I think my ears were aching. But, you know, it, it did help and it relaxed me. So finding that something to relax you can take that stuff away. Um, not always. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I mean, I'm no doctor, but it, it can work um, because your mind's on something nice. So your mind's on something better. And and I know I've I've had it before where I've um, tried to think of something better than you know what my thoughts were, but at the same time, um, the intrusive thoughts took over no matter what I thought about. So sometimes there isn't a way out of the thoughts, but there is a way of relaxing. And once you fall asleep, your thoughts are gone. You know, you're, you're in, you might have a couple of bad dreams, but you, you, it's not the same as being awake and sat there thinking these horrible things. And, and it, I've been in tears before with it. It's been that bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anybody out there that's had the similar sort of things or gets the similar sort of things. Um, if there is, you know you can always email. I'm happily happy to read out emails on the show. Uh, the email address for the show is sanitarianpodcast at aol.com, and that's not at aolmail.com, that's aol.com. Yes, I advertised my email address wrong on episode one. We're all allowed one mistake. And I couldn't say NHS. Okay, so two mistakes. But for the first episode, I'm I'm pretty pleased with that. To be fair. So one of one of the things that I've found <laughs> difficult, I suppose, is the people that don't understand. Um, now, before I start, I didn't used to understand mental health. I, I really didn't. I, I didn't know why, and I was one of them people that said, "I don't get it," you know, and. Now being somebody that's suffered or suffering with mental health problems, you kind of think back to then and think, wow, I I really do get it now because it's happening to you. Um, I mean, there's people in my, been in my life for a long time and then they're not in it anymore. Again, never mention names, but they're not here anymore because they don't understand or because they don't want to understand. I, I don't know. Are they... They just stopped talking to me, and that's okay because you know I don't need them. If if they're gonna if they're that sort of person, I don't need certainly don't need them in my life. Um, so one of the most frustrating things is um, knowing that 
the people that you know you've known for all these years aren't going to be there anymore. You know, as much as I say I don't need them, it's still there's a lot of memories, um, a lot of memories, and you always remember the stuff. You know, the good times you had with you, you, these friends or family members or whatever it may be in your own personal situation. Um, you always remember that. Well, they were my friends, but then then you kind of think, well, were they my friends? Because you know they've they've just suddenly left. And one of the most frustrating things about telling somebody about anxiety is like, yeah, well, they they'll say, yeah, well, everyone gets anxiety, which is completely true. They do, they really do. Everybody has anxiety. It's it's part of life, you know. Everyone gets anxious about something. Um, but when you've got anxiety disorder. Um, or social anxiety, it's on another level, in my opinion. Um, it's it's hard to live normally sometimes with with anxiety because um, the anxiety you get causes things like panic attacks. And again, it's just going back to the, 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 they don't get it because they've never had it. Um, and that's not me being nasty to people that, that doesn't have it. Um, that is just my opinion, that that's the way it is, in my opinion. Um so you know it's 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 a difficult one yeah, as you can probably tell because I've kept stuttering and thinking you know but and it, it's hard it, it's hard for me to speak about that because I you know as much as I say that I'm not bothered I obviously am bothered because I've lost a lot of friends that I really didn't want to lose but um, the massive positive to mental health which Again, this this show is about trying to put a positive spin onto mental health. But the one of the biggest positives is the people I've met who suffer have become brothers to me, you know, like really, really close, good friends, best friends. And because we can relate to each other, we get on so well. And it does help with the hobbies you have as well, you know, which is something I'm going to go into on episode three, um, hobbies and interests. But yeah, I, I, I can see why people reach out to each other when when they're suffering for the same illness. Um, I've met so many people on different groups, um, on chats, on you know, just in general, and even even in the public i've met you know people that's been in the doctor's surgery while i'm in there and oh you, you know you get chatting and there's so i'm i'm seeing um so and so my mental health nurse oh me too oh there we go they you know connection you know straight away um and there's there's, there's people i've met and I, honestly I, I trust them in my life and i can i know that they're there for me they know i'm there for them and they have been there for me already, and, and I have been there for them. And that's the way it works. Um, it's not about saying, you know, you'll be all right, don't worry about it, because you, you won't be all right. I am worrying about it. You know, that, that ain't that's fucking that's useless. That's not good you know, Good advice is you'll be all right. Nah, that just annoys me. Um, so, yeah, there is a positive to that, and I, I would say that's a massive positive when you, when you get a connection with somebody so close and so you know like like their family when you've only known them for six months a year you know it's incredible and i i see that as a huge positive the sanitarium podcast it's now time to introduce my first guest ever on the show um we've got luke tinsley's coming to see us today who's going to tell us a little bit about himself a little bit about his experience of mental health so what form of mental health do you suffer from uh mostly the 
the self doubt, the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be paranoia. Uh, just hide away. Hide away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know that feeling. Paranoia is um, one of my worst things. Yeah, just what people are like thinking about you if you said something wrong or yeah, yeah. have I acted in the right way. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, big thing. I, I, I get it on a daily basis. I don't know if you get when you're in town or something, you, you, you think people are staring at you yeah. and things like that. Yeah, 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 that's, um, yeah, that sort of thing. Is, is it, um, is it something you you deal with on a daily basis or? Uh, I used to. But I did a lot of sessions with uh, psychiatrists. Uh, yeah, that's always good. Yeah, a lot of tips. Uh, my wife always helps me. Yeah, uh, I always try to have one of the kids with me just to give me confidence, just to be brave and absolutely. I can't be weak in front of the kids. It's family is a, family's a very good um, antidepressant. Oh yeah, you say absolutely. So when did you first discover that you had problems with your mental health? Was you was you quite young or was it uh, recent? Or? Must have been when I left school and went to college. I come off Ritalin because uh, for ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Because my college tutor told me that there was nothing wrong with me, mm-hmm. I should man up. So I come off the wow, Ritalin. That's a bold statement to yeah, say to a student, exactly. let, alone, let alone anybody, you know. So uh, I come off them, and then my life just started spiraling down. Yeah. Started getting into the wrong crowd, trying to act like the person, people who I thought people wanted me to be. Okay, the yeah. wrong people wanted me to be, like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then I got myself mixed up in uh, drugs and alcohol many years, and and then until I stood in front of my parents and said, "I need help." Yeah, which is a brave thing to say. That's when it all got worse. When I come off, I went cold turkey. Okay. By myself, mm. no help. No. And then uh, become a hermit, never went out, self doubt myself all over again, no friends. So the drugs and the alcohol kind of distanced everybody from Everything, you. yeah. Yeah, from, yeah. They, they just masked the feeling. And then when I come, when I went on, on the drugs or alcohol, then fake feelings come back. Okay. Take yeah. the drugs and alcohol again and you. To make you feel back better. To square or one. It's you, just yeah, a, yeah. Complete, <clears throat> just it just kept rolling for years and years, mm. and then when I come off it all, I have to face face it. Yeah, yeah, difficult to face them sort of demons because it's uh, drugs and alcohol are horrible if they're not controlled. You know, yeah. so so I, I, I had support of my family and my wife. Yeah, my absolutely. Kids. So you've took a massive. I mean, I mean, I know you quite well anyway, but you know. To, for the listeners, you, you you now have how many children? Six. Six children. You live in a beautiful wife. And a beautiful wife, yeah. yeah. So you're uh, completely different to how you were back then. You, you know, you're the person you've always wanted to be. Yeah. I've always known you wanting to be a family man, be a father. And you certainly did that. Did that yeah. <laughs> you certainly did seed. that, mate. <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah. Many times. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Um, you know, it's it's good that you're in that position now and, yeah. and, and getting on with life and, you know, cracking on with it. Um another question that I wanted to ask is do you have any do you have any particular coping methods? I know you mentioned your children. Um, is there anything else that you do to sort of calm your anxiety, calm your depression, you know, your paranoia? Uh, yeah. The... I remember one time I went to put my hand on the door and I couldn't open it. My hand was shaking. Right, okay. I yeah. physically couldn't open it. And then 
I spoke to my dad and you know my dad is I do know your dad straight yeah. to the point no messing around yeah big shout out to Terry Tinsley got to yeah. do that and he uh, <laughs> he's like what's stopping you yeah and I was like oh I feel this way and he was like well you're stopping yourself just right. do it yeah yeah okay yeah. just turn that handle and go what's yeah it can be sometimes just simple things like opening yeah. the door that and that's can... I think because he knows me quite well and mm. Previous coaches, I did. They know that's the way to get through to me. Is to tell you to just do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't want to quote in the moment. Get on with it. You know, just, uh, just do it. Just get on with it. <laughs> yeah. And I, that works for me. Even my wife. So mm. Just stop. Just stop being silly. Let's let's just do it. Let's just slowly. Do it. But yeah, yeah. Take steps at you know steps at a time. I like What's that. The worst is going to happen. That's it. You don't open the door, you stay in the same room. Exactly. You know? <laughs> that's it, yeah. And that's where your problems carry on boiling up behind that door. They do, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what I've done on my questions is asked for examples of something that's triggered your mental health, like a, a life situation that something's um, you know, triggered it to be the worst it's been or tr- triggered it out of nowhere, uh, things like that. So is, is there a story you could tell us that, that has that happened uh... to you? It was when I was younger. I moved out of home with my parents. Yeah. Into a shared house. I shouldn't have done. I wasn't in the right place to do it. Yeah. And I was just a big night on the on the drugs and alcohol, and I was just sat uh, in a house share. All all my mates ditched me. My house was trashed, and. Uh, I just sat there and I was like, I'm losing everything around me. Yeah. Kind of realised. I don't know how to grab it all back. Okay. Everything I love and what's good for me is just dissonance itself and I'm feeding myself with bad energy and yeah. bad people and I couldn't stop it. And uh, I took a load of tablets. Mm-hmm. And just as I did that, my my friend rang me and he knew something was up and he rang my dad. Okay. Well, yeah. My dad come round and took me straight to the hospital. And well, so that friend kind of saved you. It saved my life. Yeah. I was passed out and said, hey. Yeah. And luckily, and you know, they got to the you. door. Yeah. And took me straight up to the hospital. And it was yeah, it's a really mad time. Yeah. And when you think that everything's, you don't think you're going to get everything back, and there's no, yeah. and it just feels like my head was spinning and I couldn't stop moving around. You can't see no light, you know. You, yeah. You just, you just kind of, yeah, I see what you mean. It was, yeah, it's tough. Wow, yeah, wow, that is um, that was brave of you to say. That's yeah. uh, well done, uh, well done, I'm patronising, but yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It, it's brave to uh, speak about that. I mean, all that is me and you in the room. There's going to yeah. be other people that hear that. So, do you have family history and mental health problems? Yeah, yeah. massive, massively. Yeah, mm. like you say, not going into detail. Uh, I grew up with it. Yeah, with family members and growing up with it, like you think you know it. Yeah, watching it. Yeah. And then when you go through it, you think, like, I know what I'm going through. Yeah. And then you go, oh, shit. No, I don't. Yeah. Like, because every story is different. Absolutely. Everyone yeah, everyone's got their own brain, you know? Yeah. 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 The one tactic might work for one person. Yeah. But it's not going to work for you. No. You've no. got to find that niche and work on that for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you've got a you've got a mother, a father or a cousin that's, that's suffering with it. It doesn't yeah. mean that you, you know, if you see it every day, uh, what you're saying is that, that doesn't mean that, you can sort yourself out because yeah. you've seen it firsthand in in your family. Yeah. It's a kind of thing where you um, 
your your brain is what's wrong with you and the other person's brain is what's wrong with them. It's yeah. as simple as it sounds, but maybe a lot of people do think that you can, uh, you know, once you've grown up with mental health, that you can deal with it yourself, but that isn't the yeah. case. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well. They're the first person to put their arm around you as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they they do. As as much as they don't know exactly, they know that there's something wrong. They know that they can comfort you in a way that they would like to be comforted. Yeah. Um, which you know, with as I've mentioned on on previous show that you know there's groups and stuff now that I'm in on Facebook that I absolutely adore because all of them people in that group will never say anything bad mm. about your mental health. It'll yeah. always be message me and I'll talk yeah. you through it or you know I'll be doing the same to them guys and it having people relate to what your problems are is yeah. one of the best remedies to oh, yeah. feel I'm better in my groups and just seeing uh, what other people are going through and I'm like this doesn't seem bad and I always go is my situation as bad as that yeah yeah you do compare I, you do compare I can yes yeah. I just need to stand up yeah let's go Absolutely. You, you you have to, if you read other people's stories, sometimes you can say, wow, that's nothing compared yeah, to what I'm going time, through, yeah. or that that's completely, you know, 50% worse than what I'm going yeah. through. And it, it does um, it does help you in a way, in a weird way. No, no like nothing bad on that. I'm not like... No, no, no. Your misery is making me happy. Like No, no, it, I, I think people understand yeah. where you're coming from because I understand where you're coming from. Just really, um, like, there's worse things out there that's happening to people absolutely is be a bit more grateful of the position yeah yeah i mean that yeah absolutely and that's that's <laughs> that's very very good um I'm happy do you have any questions you want to ask uh do you want to say anything i just want to say if you go for it reach out to the right people yeah it might be a long journey mm. took me 10 years <sighs> yeah yeah to get where i am don't give up you know slip ups you slip back in yeah always hard months Mm-hmm. But you just got to keep working on it. Accept the help. Don't hide away. Love it. Yeah, love it. Well, I hopefully everybody will take that on board. Yeah. If you are struggling, listen to what Luke's just said because uh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So yeah, well, thanks for coming on the show, mate. I appreciate it. Um, and we'll crack on. Yeah, thanks very much. All right, buddy. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. The Sanitarium Podcast. I mentioned at the end of episode one that I'd reached out to um, a artist called Clayton Jennings, um, who's based in the United States of America. He is a poet. He calls himself a poet. Um, he talks his poetry, kind of like raps his poetry. I don't know if I'm allowed to say he raps it because rapping Eminem, Clayton Jennings, you just wouldn't put them in the same. That's his face. Clayton Jennings wouldn't support Eminem at an Eminem gig. That's just how it is. So I'm going to play a song uh, by Clayton who's emailed me saying that I'm good to play it. I'm not going to get in trouble for playing it or fined for playing it. So it's all good. Um, So Clayton's written this song. Some of you's probably heard this because it did get shared on the, the big old social media thing. Um, so it has been shared it's called Dear Anxiety and I'm going to play that now for you so this is Clayton Jones and Dear Anxiety Welcome everyone every time you walk through these doors you're taking steps to find yourself remember this is a safe place there's no judgment 
you are accepted right where you're at and wherever that leads to find your own peace and happiness. Feel free to express yourself to release your anxiety. I want you to be able to walk out with inner strength to finally be free. Clayton, it's great to have you back. I know you don't like to share, but why don't you start us off tonight? We want to hear what you have to say. I wake up, puddle of sweat. I have nightmares and I get back into bed. It's like these voices just keep playing on repeat in the back of my head. And I can't get them to leave me alone. 30 years old, but still hates being alone when I'm home. Because that's when the voices get the loudest. Opening up like this is a moment far from my proudest. But these demons keep pressing me, I swear they're the foulest. But I've grown comfortable with their presence, my conscience is calloused. My dreams are their playground, my thoughts are their palace. I try to evict them, they return with more. Anxiety isn't an item you can return at the store. I was 10 the first time I had a panic attack. Like a punch to the stomach, there's no planning for that. And I didn't tell anyone because I was too scared about what they'd say. And I know deep down there was nothing they could do to take it away. It was my fight to fight and my battle to face. I remember that house I grew up in and how those demons would rattle that place. I'd lay awake at night just staring at the ceiling. I've spent my whole life trying to run from that feeling. That feeling of being lonely. That feeling of being lost. That feeling of being sick when the lights turn off. That feeling of being depressed. That feeling of being anxious. That feeling of screaming to God, begging Him to take this, only to get silence in return. I'd lay in that bed crying and I'd toss and I'd turn and I'd turn and I'd toss to this day. The doctors gave me medication, the pastor said pray. I tried both and this anxiety still hasn't gone away. So forgive me if I fantasize about being gone today. I'm an actor who got really good at being on today. But when I turn off, I go right back into the shadows. I'm in the deep end now, but I started in the shallows and I might just drown myself in these waves. Suburban hell, these homes are all graves. Everyone's coping with something but won't admit it. They're all too afraid and these kids are glued to watching me what do I say if I'm honest with them maybe they won't think highly of me everything they want me to be is what I'm dying to be but everything I really am is what I'm not trying to be I want them to know that they're not alone in their struggles I wake up in tears and fall back asleep in those puddles and I don't think I'll ever get out of this valley I'm in terrified that all along God has tallied my sins and if he has the number must be astronomic my life is a joke and you keep reading just past the comic because everything you think that I am is far from the truth I wish I could open up to you and just let loose but my vocal cords get tight when the devil pulls on this noose and then I'm back to keeping everything bottled up inside but he's not going to keep me from pulling the throttle back this time he's not going to keep me trapped like this I can't get out of bed I was never made to act like this I'm packing up my bags and he can't stop me from running fast like this I'm not going to be a slave to these voices of anxiety I'm shoving the devil back for every time that he lied to me and I'm taking a belt to these demons who whisper despair in my ear and I'm ignoring every naysayer who stands and stares when I'm near I'm moving forward out of this slump I took my bruises, I took my lumps I fell down but I got right back up So give me a torch and let's light that up I'm setting fire to the devil And I'm dousing these demons in gasoline Look at you now, now you're not laughing at me Now who's the one who's being tortured and punked Now who's the one closing every door that I want Now who's the one watching the other burn to the ground Don't look away from me, you better turn back around I'm not done talking to you now I'm watching your moves, I'm on your back and I'm stalking you too and when you try to ruin some other kid's life I'll be stopping you too you took 30 years of my 
life and I can't get that back. You told me to end my life and I nearly got killed for that. You took me down, but I bounced right back. I was lost then and I got found like that. And everything you told me I wasn't, someone new told me I was. And everything you hated in me, someone new told me he loves. And when you tried to kill me with depression and anxiety, he reached in and placed hope deep inside of me. So I'm done listening to you and letting you control me. I'm announcing it now that the devil can't hold me. I'm walking away from the old me and I'm demanding a refund on every lie that you sold me. You knew I'd find a way out sooner or later and I found my escape in the form of a savior. We're here to help. Are you sure you don't want to share? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, so quite a powerful song. Um, something I listen to a lot. Um, it does relax me. It does make me think things over um, in a positive way. So it is a pleasure to be able to play that today on the show. Um, thank you, Clayton. Not that he's going to be listening, but hey, you never know. You never know. Once I allow people to start sharing this, um, <laughs> it could reach him. It could reach anybody. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm ple- like I said, I'm pleased I've been able to play that. Um, I just wanted to share it with you guys um, because it is, again, it's something that I really, really love, that song. Um, and I like to, uh, I'd like everybody to kind of listen to it and think, wow, yeah, you know, I can, I see a lot of myself in that song. Um, I listen to the lyrics and think, God, that's, that's so, it's literally like he's explaining me. Um, and I've been known to actually send people that song that, you know, that's asked me what, what's wrong or, you know, can you explain what, what you mean by you, 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 you're suffering mentally. And I've, I've sent him, I've sent people that song. Um, and I've had no responses from them. They've probably not listened to it, but. That's how I sometimes express myself. So, yeah, listen to this song, Dear Anxiety by Clayton Jennings, and, and that's kind of, you know, how I feel. Um, I wouldn't say on a daily basis, but... <laughs> no, I would say on a daily basis, to be fair, but not everything, you know, not every single bit of that song I feel on a daily basis. It's like parts of it one day, parts of it another day, you know, stuff like that, so... The Sanitarium Podcast. Well, I'm getting towards uh, the end of the show now, um, so I'm going to say a little bit about what episode three will have. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be discussing people's hobbies and interests. Um, big, big thing of um, getting rid of anxiety uh, and depression, and low moods, anything like that, is, is doing something you love, doing something you enjoy. Um, so we're going we're gonna to get into that a little bit. Um, as you, a lot of you did see, I did a post on, on the 
podcast Facebook group um, to get everybody's you know different hobbies and interests they do to calm and relax themselves and you know cheer them up a bit so I will be reading all them comments out I haven't had anybody say I'm not allowed to say their name yet um, if you would prefer me not to say your name please get in touch with me uh, message me email me um, because obviously there's no pressure for me to say your name that's absolutely fine um, so yeah I am going to be reading out all those comments and you know doing a brief quick chat about each and every one of them as well um, some of them I've, I've even read and I, I do appreciate everybody for commenting so uh, I'm look forward to that part uh, we will have another guest um, my another good good friend of mine best best friend of mine Martin McKenna will be coming on the show to chat about his experiences um, the man that came up with the name of Sanitarium the Mr Funny as we, we like to call him um, so it'll be a pleasure having Martin on the show looking forward to that um and the other thing I'll be going into mental health wise next week so today we've covered intrusive thoughts to um next week we'll be covering panic attacks uh panic attacks something that I suffer with something that I didn't understand what they were so I've kind of researched quite a lot about panic attacks been told by friends and family about panic attacks um and I want to go into a little bit about that um just while I'm on this episode if there is anybody that suffer with panic attacks that would like to get in touch with the show email me I will read out your um, emails, um, you know, just experiences if you can, um, some different types of panic attacks you do, you know, what triggers your panic attacks, things like that. Um, that'd be great because as much as I can read out, I will. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm at the end of the show. Um, thank you everybody for listening. I've uh, enjoyed it with my nice shiny new microphone. Um, sat here at my dining room table, very professional with all these screens all over the place and and microphones. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 gonna uh, I'm gonna end the show with that. Um, thank you again. Be kind, guys. Lots of love. <laughs>